Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. Welcome to the uh, 23rd episode of Paddle and Finn. I'm Scott. I'm Brian. Oh, man. And here we are, 2019, Brian. Dude, I, you sent me the show notes, and I was like, 23? Like, I know. That's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> I, I, I knew it was around 20, but I didn't realize that it was like 23. I'm like, oh, geez. Well, and that's just in a half a year, you know? That's pretty crazy. A lot of a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff going on. So what's how was your New Year's? It was good. It was good. Uh, you know, just uh, kind of sat at home with the fam and uh, drank some coffee. You know, I'm not the party type anymore. So just sat at home uh, doing some fishing stuff as usual. Not only that, I had to get up early to register for the KBL, so I didn't want to oversleep that. So. Yeah, we'll be you know, talking it was, about that for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, how about you guys? I know you were up at the worldwide headquarters, weren't you? We were, we were. We had the world's biggest sleepover, and um, nice. It was pretty awesome. But I'll tell you what, man. Uh, New Year's Eve, the finger was totally just no ice whatsoever, and then we woke up New Year's Day, and it literally was like almost entirely frozen over one you one evening so it just can't seem to be consistent can't get enough ice up there you know i mean there's areas of, of delavan you can fish uh guys are out there on three and a half you know 
uh, three three inches of ice. But uh, yeah, the finger I'm in, man, it's it's there's a dam at the end, and I think that's always moving. So I think that's the last place to freeze. So it's kind of interesting. sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, it, it it's the same out by me. Um, there was there was still some ice this past weekend, but yesterday when I drove past the lake, uh, three quarters of it was open water. Are you serious? You were like completely yeah. frozen over, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I know tomorrow it's supposed to be like 50 degrees, so I'm like contemplating taking the bonafide out. <laughs> you might as you well, know, yeah. Get some fishing in. Yeah. I thought about just taking it out and, uh, you know, taking my ice rod with me just just because I should be ice fishing. Just to pretend you're ice fishing in the kayak? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, jig for some, some bluegill and crop eye, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll Did see. you, um, it's... I- on Instagram, did you see Christine Fisher pulling that northern through the ice? Did you see that that video? Yeah, yeah, up in uh, Lake of the Woods, I believe. Yeah, Dude. she's up there just killing it, just killing it. What's crazy is when that thing came out of the out of the ice and came up through the hole, it didn't look that big. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. magic. Like all of a sudden, she turns around and puts it to the camera, and you're like, "Whoa, that was crazy!" Yeah, yeah. Once you get the side view of that I thing, know. it was a tank. Total yeah, time. I saw that. I think it was yesterday, but uh, you know her, man. She's always banging fish. That that chick gets it done. That's for yep. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, well, speaking of fish, but, uh, man, you just uh, you just released a new YouTube video on your new fish crib, man. Is that what we're, is that what you're calling it? What are you calling it? Uh, well, I I put the spin on it. Instead of a man cave, it's a fish cave. Fish cave. I so. Love it. I love, we'll talk a little. Yeah. Well, I guess what was the impetus of it? Like, what was your thought process in just even doing it? Well, you know, like I mentioned many times before, my garage is just full of, you know, woodworking tools and wood in general. So I'm kind of limited on space. Not only that, but the cold weather months, you know, my garage isn't insulated or heated. So trying to do anything fishing related out there without frozen fingers is. Uh, just never works out so you know i have the basement and i haven't really utilized it you know my wife and kids like to fill it full of junk so i figured i'm claiming my stake and uh took up a corner and you know kind of built a a l-shaped bench so to speak and uh, put up pegboard so i can hang all my stuff up you know it was funny as I was hanging up all my plastics. I'm like, yeah, I got a Z-Man problem because three quarter. I'm lo- I'm down here right now, and you know that was another thing is just you know being able to utilize it for studio space for you know doing podcasts and yeah, I would say I'm looking right now like three quarters of all the plastics hanging up is all Z-Man. <laughs> but granted, I just did get a shipment from uh, Tackle Warehouse, so. Lo and behold, I have every color available in the TRD now. So, so since we're talking about addiction, what's your biggest addiction, Z-Man-wise? What kind? Oh, man. I have, have the most the of? Turbo. The Turbo Cross is probably my favorite bait. However, they just came out with the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the punch, uh, Not the Punch Cross, the TRD Cross. Yeah. They got, uh, you know, I'm a big crayfish guy, so... They have, like, the actual little claws, and um, uh, they came out with the finesse bullets, and it's it's a spin off the, the actual uh, Ned Rig head, 
but it's an offset hook. So that thing, uh, I actually saw it first from Mike McKinstry. He was doing a demo on it with uh, that thing in the fish tank. And that thing just kind of sits so the the claw end of the bait is, you know, sticking up in the air. And those claws just kind of flail in the water and uh, looked super fishy to me. So I'm, I'm super excited. I actually fished those, or one of them, uh, last weekend. I went out on uh, the Displains River with Jay for a couple hours. Got skunked, but... Uh, you know, the water levels were high, so that's kind of pushed those fish around. But uh, just just jigging that thing through the water and seeing the motion on it, it, it's definitely got me excited. But I would have to say, you know, as of right now, those turbo craws, you know, I used them um, jigging with an offset hook this year and as a trailer on the back of a chatterbait. And those two methods just killed it for me this year so or this past year i should say so uh yeah as of right now the turbo cross but you know deadly nedley always gets it done so the uh the first step to recovery is just admitting you have a problem (laughs) and that's funny because i i posted it on uh instagram when i got my uh shipment from tackle warehouse in and i was like i think i have a z-man problem and somebody somebody commented and was like that's the first step in recovery is admitting the problem yeah yeah. sure (laughs) well you know what's cool about the craws though too is um they they serve dual purpose like you said right it's a chatterbait trailer and then on top of it too you can fish at texas rig or whatever you know yeah it's kind of like it serves finesse fishing and some power fishing all at the same time yeah, and I mean, I've even used them on a football jig, too. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a multi-purpose bait for sure. Well, and the so, coolest thing about the Z-Man is they last so long. You know what I mean? Well, and that's the thing. I think uh, the first time I actually put those things to the test was up in, um, when I was up in Hayward this right. past summer. And I was throwing the Berkeley Chigger Craw. And I'd maybe get two, three fish out of one plastic just because those bass were ripping those claws right off. Those, you know, that Berkeley plastic isn't as durable as a Z-Man. And I think I told you, and I think we talked about it on the pod, you know, I uh, I think I caught 50 fish off of one Z-Man craw, and that thing was still going, you know. So it's kind of hard to beat that, especially you know, with plastics being the cost that they are nowadays, you know, that, that durability and the longevity out of the Z-Mans, I mean, you can't beat it, but don't get me wrong. I mean, there's plenty of other plastics on the market where, you know, like a, a, a Senko, you know, I'd, I'd rather fish that than, uh, you know, some of the other ones, but TRD does make that big TRD or, uh, yeah, it's called the big TRD which is close to the shape of the Senko, but, I mean, you know, you can never go wrong with a wacky rig Senko, in my opinion. No, for sure, for sure. Well, I'm looking at that those turbo craws. The funny thing is, those are 4-inch. I've never been able to find them anywhere. Like, if I go to Cabela's or Dick's, <clears throat> or, you just can't find them. Either they don't yeah, stock them and, or they're not there, or are they that new? No, I don't think they're that new, because I think that that came out right about the same time as the TRDs. I think the big problem is is a lot of places around here don't carry a huge stock of them. 
you know, anytime I've gone to Cabela's, Gander Outdoors, Bass Pro, you know, they'll have three colors. And I think I was telling you in a phone conversation that, you know, I, we both watched tactical bass and, and, uh, love those guys wanted to support them. So I went through their link on one of their YouTube pages to tackle warehouse. And, you know, I figured those guys would have a, a, a good stock of all the Z man stuff. And they, they have baits that I didn't even know they, they made or colors, you yeah, know, just because yeah. we don't see that. Right. So, like I said, I went through and ordered every color TRD they had, <laughs> a bag of each. And uh, same thing with the Turbo Cross. I'm looking right now. I probably got like 15 different colors in the Turbo Cross, and probably about 20 different colors in the TRDs. Can I just say but, I want uh, I want to I want to I want to shop in the fish cave. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's funny. My son came down here yesterday. <laughs> And because he's been like, what are you doing down there? Like, can't tell you. It's a big secret, top secret, you know. And uh, (laughs) he came down here yesterday after I was, like, getting everything on the wall and organized. And he's like, you opening up your own tackle shop? And I'm like, sure. What do you want to buy? And he he grabbed a package of Turbo Cross off the wall. He was like, what's that? How much is this? And I said, 10 bucks. (laughs) He's like, yeah, no thanks. But, uh yeah, it's it's cool, man. Like I said, uh, you know, I uh, I I put the video out and I kind of walked through how I built it and uh, I calculated the cost and it was about 120, 130 bucks. That's awesome. Granted, I I had probably half the material sitting in my garage. The only thing I had to really buy was the pegboard and a sheet of three eighths plywood. And I think the pegboard was like sixteen bucks a four by eight sheet, and uh, the three eighths plywood's like fifteen bucks a sheet. And then the you needed uh, all the, the hooks hangers. and stuff too, right? The hangers and stuff. Yeah, and the hangers are ninety seven cents a piece, so like dirt cheap. Yeah, it um, turned out great. I man. did. I did get some tool hangers for like screwdrivers and scissors and stuff. I haven't filled that up yet. Um, in the video, I think I have some of them, or I'm looking right now. I got like a GoPro mount and uh, some some accessories for the kayak hanging on it. Um, but, it'd, be, it'd be cool too. Do you have any plans to put like a um, for like a spooler for like putting new line on and stuff instead of like a vice, right? Like on like a hardware bench instead to get like a like yeah. line spooler and stuff like that hooked yeah. up to your I'm gonna, there? What I'm going to do is. Um, take like a piece of dowel rod between uh a couple pieces of one by and uh make it so one end slips in and out and then the spools can sit on there and then i could reel off that that's awesome and then maybe have it spring loaded on one side so i could put some tension on the spools yep so it keeps tension on the line as you're loading it up and then also at the end of the video i said you know i got plans for a rod rack i'm kind of you know working that out in my mind you know, kind of as we speak, but, uh, I, I got some ideas on how I want to hang the rods down there against the staircase on the backside. So of the bench. So I got everything right there, but you know, I got all my tackle boxes and stuff, um, on the lower part of the bench, my black packs down there, my pod for my bonafide. And then I got, uh, you got bins down there too. Like with all your, I don't know. You got a bunch of, yeah, my, 
Yeah, my my big uh, Plano bins are down there for all my plastic box or uh, the uh, plastic 7300 boxes and I got those on the bench right now just so I can kind of go through those as I need and you know load them in those bins as I you know pack up to go out fishing or whatever so the two two gray bins underneath are are the bins you'll take with you like when you go out fishing yeah yeah like on the road um, you know I'll load those up with all my stuff that fits all my 7300 boxes those two two uh, gray bins and those were those bins that i picked up at um the plano factory uh when i went down there the other weekend that's awesome so as far as um so you did it in a day an afternoon how long take you to build it um i framed everything out in an evening and then uh i i was like four two by three short so i had to run to home depot which I did the next morning and then hooked that all up, ripped the plywood down in the garage and then uh, brought it downstairs along with the pegboard. I would say total, you could build it out in a day, day and a half, if that, you know, it's a simple, easy project. But uh, it, it was funny because I posted the picture on her Instagram and I think it was uh, Jay, Jay Randall was like, uh, man, you guys are so organized. I got stuff scattered all over the place. I was like, you're next, man. We'll, we'll build you out a, a fish cave. <laughs> he's like, I need it. But I don't, it was cool. Cause... I don't know what he's talking about, you guys, because I'm just like him. Like, I can't find anything. <laughs> like, I'll buy those 13 bags of Z-Man. And I, don't, I can't find one of them. I don't know where yeah, they're I got no idea. Yeah. Well, I think I told you, you know, when I was sending you pictures, like 2019, one of my things is just to be a little bit more organized because I had that struggle, you know, and I had stuff like scattered everywhere. And then you forget you have something and then you go and buy more of it, you know, whether it be a bag of plastics or a couple of baits. And then you ended up end up finding them the day you get back from the store buying that other stuff (laughs) or the day you get back from the trip i knew it (laughs) yeah right 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 right. so um yeah just trying to be a little bit more organized and uh i don't know i kind of like it it's cool and you kind of you kind of have to do it though brian when you're buying pallets of z-man baits (laughs) you kind of have to go that route don't you I'm sure when tackle warehouse (laughs) took my order they were like what's wrong with like i hope this guy's a fish cave yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny. Like on Instagram, I think it was, or maybe it was fa- our Facebook page. Like some guys posted pictures of their fish caves, and I was like, "All right, I'm no not the way. only crazy that's one." Cool. No, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that's when Jay commented on it because he saw all these other people post, and so maybe that's what he meant by you guys. But uh, yeah, there there's been some cool pictures posted in response to it, um, and and some guys got some pretty cool setups. But uh, I dig it, man. It's it's cool. It's nice to have all my fishing stuff in one location and not getting lost in the garage sure. amongst, you know, everything I mean, else. You see my garage, right. right? It's a mess, especially right now. I got two ice shacks in there, the bonafide plus all my tools and stuff. Yep. It just it gets hectic. No, for sure. For sure. No, that's awesome, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you, when I saw it, I was like, that's amazing. And it kind of makes you want to go down and you know tie leaders and do all that good stuff that you kind of you know, kind of dread doing i guess before you go out you know what i mean right right and, and that was one too. thing yeah definitely i mean and that was one thing i mentioned in the video like something i've always been interested in doing is uh like cleaning and tuning up reels 
So that's something I might tool around with uh, oh, yeah. this winter down here. Um, now that, you know, it's the off season, I got a warm place to do it and, yep. uh, you know, a workbench to do it. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, not only that, but, you know, rigging up some stuff, just having it ready to go for no, next for year. Sure. For sure. So. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You yeah. know, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it, it, it turned out good. It, uh, it was well worth it. Like I said, day build. Um, if anybody's interested in it, you know, check out the YouTube video. I, uh, I kind of sketched out some dimensions and, uh, walked through how I put everything together. Um, and you know, obviously you can skew off that too. So, um, the info's out there, or if you got any questions, feel free to email us or, uh, message us on uh, any of the social media platforms. I'd be willing to help anybody out that's interested in it for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what, what do you, th- what do you think, I guess, to, to switch gears a little bit, um, I guess, where are you at with your, your kayak hunt, man? What are you thinking these days? Oh man. I don't no, even a know anymore. <laughs> I don't even... Yeah. Like when we were talking about this earlier on the phone and it's just like, I, I have no idea, you know, like love the thought of the big rig. Um, I've already been in the predator. Uh, love both of those boats. And then, uh, man, I hate saying this. Uh, you know, we met up with Jacob, uh, last weekend, I think it was. Yeah. And he brought down his boat and, uh, what is that? Uh, the native Titan. Yeah. The native Titan. He's got the 12-foot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Rocktown's got the 13-footers. And I was like... Like that storage space in the back of that thing yeah. is just like unbelievable, you know. And I, I need storage space for all my Z-Man baits, so <laughs> I guess that's how this ties together. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's interesting, and it's like I think I made a comment to you. I just want them all, you know. I know but, that's uh, the hard part. Everyone I see, it's like, oh no, that's the one. And then I get to the, yeah. I see the next one. I'm like, no, nope, that's pretty much the one. And then I get, I'm, you know, it's just, it's, it's ongoing. They're all good. That's the problem. You know? They're all yeah. Good. And I, I totally agree 100% with you, man. It's like, and I think we were talking about it. It's, you know, each one's has its pros and cons. For sure. It's all a matter of like what it's going to fit to your needs. And I think that's my biggest struggle because, you know, I'm going to be all over the place this year. So it's just like, I don't know what my needs are. <laughs> no, right, right. It's all you know? new for sure. I mean, a lot of it's going to be lake fishing, um, but there is some river stuff, you know, that I'm going to be doing this year too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just tough. Well, one, one of the things for me, especially talking pedal kayaks, and we've, we've kind of rolled this back and forth a number of times, but, uh, and I might have even mentioned it on a pod or two ago, um, but when we look at pedal drives, you know, I think there's a there's pros and cons to the ones that are sealed that you never touch and come with a four year warranty, for instance. And then there's something to be said about the ones you can actually crack open and and fix on the fly and you know buy parts for and that can, without throwing away the whole thing. And um, I don't know that 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 plays heavily on my choice as well as you know do I do I really want something that's sealed and I kind of got to wait two weeks to get a replacement or do I want something I can crack open and 
you know, potentially, you know, maybe replace a gear or lube or do something like that to fix the issue. I'd, I'm still on the fence on that, but I kind of feel myself sliding toward the, I'd rather be able to kind of get after it myself. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think uh, you brought it up to me that, that uh, the, the uh, Titan drive, um, the propel, yeah, or, or the native drive, mm-hmm. um, that thing you can kind of crack open, yeah. Um, maintain, you know, if you got spare parts, you can put them in. Um, and not only that, I think you had told me that, uh, you know, the the complaints about that thing being loud a lot of times is because guys don't go in and maintain it and right. and lube it up or grease it up, right? You know, so I think I think you're spot on with that the the ability to do that is huge compared to like you said if something goes wrong now you're waiting you know two weeks to get a new drive from right. you know uh jackson or or old town or something like that you know well and not a... only that but uh yeah sorry i was gonna say that uh you know that was the one thing i noticed uh when we saw Jacob's boat, he put a bunch of mods on his drive. Yeah, the new the weed. Know. I think it's called a weed guard or something like that. They make a an aftermarket piece for to keep the the weeds out of the prop and or out of the the gap, I should say. And uh, there's all kinds of other stuff that come in, comes into play too, as far as like with that drive in particular. I just watched another video today. The, this guy was deciding it was things for headwaters, and he was deciding whether he wanted the ten foot or the twelve foot uh, Titan. And they took them both out, and his comment right away was, I can't believe how quiet this thing is, you know? Sure. And, and, and like you said, you've watched ones where they're kind of creaky and cranky. And, and, and the more I think about it, man, and we've talked about this before too, but, like, if you have a bicycle, like, you don't just ride it for, like, four years. Like, you actually have to grease the, you know, the sprocket, the chain. you got to do – there's maintenance that's involved because it's a moving part. And I can't imagine that a, a propel drive, any of them, would be that different. You know what I mean? You mean I can't just put a bicycle or a, a baseball card in the spokes just to disguise <laughs> the noise my drive is making? You could. You totally could. <laughs> oh, man. I remember those days. I know, right? Oh, man. So, so you're, but, no, uh, you're nowhere closer today than you were when last we talked no, about it. No. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I, I'm so in the air. Um yeah, I, I just don't even know, man. It's, well, does this mean you're going to take it, the Bonafide on the tour, on the KBL and yeah. the KBF? Is that what this means? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to utilize it for for a couple spots. Um, I know KBL, uh, one of our stops is, uh, I think it's Mazonia. And it's, uh, it's like the, just past the south suburbs kind of and it's an old gravel quarry and uh it's kayak only access kayak or canoe access to those lakes yeah so and and they're not huge by all means um but i know you got to kind of trek them back into the woods to launch so uh you know that might be key for the bonafide but um yeah i don't know man i i just wish they'd make a pedal drive um (laughs) but uh Dude, just yeah. hook up your bicycle, your bicycle sprocket, man, and your and your baseball card. You'll be all set. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I wish that was the case. But, uh, you know, I I I actually saw something recently, and a guy put a a Mirage Drive from Hobie in his Bonafide somehow. No way. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know what all went into that, but I'm not about to start messing around with that. But uh, yeah, I saw something, something like that because it, it almost fits perfectly in where that dry pod goes. But um, so, do you feel like you kind of have to have one before the season starts, or are you feeling like yeah, I could go either way? Um, well, you know, I so KBF starts end of April, but that first tournament's like way out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. And uh, I think I'm actually going to blow that tournament off um, just because of the cost versus the reward on that one. Sure. Uh, doesn't doesn't really make it worth it to me. Um, so with that being said, I think uh, the first tournament I'm going to actually fish is the KBL Open on Newton Lake, uh, which I definitely need a pedal drive by then. But I'm hoping we got some... Uh, some warmer weather up here um and i can kind of make a decision before then so we'll see i'm i'm just kind of playing it by ear and the you know the big thing is is uh waiting to see the jackson and actually get in that and test it out and uh you know i got it i got that tighten on my mind too now yeah so we well, have to test that one thanks, too thanks know. jacob ruff yeah <laughs> But, that was uh, awesome, man. We actually went out to lunch with him and had some good fishing conversation. And uh, good guy for sure, man. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed that thoroughly. I thought it was cool that uh, he came down and uh, we met up, and uh, it, it was good to sit down and chat with him for sure. And uh, he actually sent me a message. He was laughing after the last pod because I said something up. We were talking about lunch and uh, him trying the beer, and I said to. Uh, the listeners on the last pod to uh send jacob a message to see how the the uh the beer was and i i totally botched his uh instagram name it's a uh, rough life outdoors not roughly outdoors <laughs> so he was he was giving me grief about that so so some guy who some guy who's got the tag roughly outdoors is like what yeah, what, yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, so it's cool. Speaking of KBL and KBF, though, man, I mean, this year, I think one of the, I think one of the things that's going to be awesome on this pod is kind of keeping track of your journey, right, on the KBL and the KBF, and under, you know, getting stories and understanding kind of what the the process is. So you actually started the first the first bit of it, right? This this past week, sign up and all that good stuff. Yeah, I uh, well, I know KBF was jumping their prices up. Uh, at the first of the year. So, uh, I didn't get a lifetime membership. I just got a competitive membership. So that allows me to fish, uh, live tournaments and then all their online challenge events. Cool. Um, so I signed up for that and then, um, KBL only had 50 spots this year cause they combined the, the two leagues into one, uh, cause they had like a, uh, I think it was North and South or something like that. Or, uh, you know, the more advanced guys and the beginner guys. I forget how that all worked out. But um, they combined everything into one league this year, so they were only going to give up 50 spots. And that was due mainly to um, restrictions for uh, fishing tournament permits from, uh, you know, the DNR, things like that. So, uh 
uh, New Year's Day, 8 a.m., registration opened, and they filled up all 50 spots in, like, two hours. Wow. So, but I, I was telling you, it's like, I didn't want to miss that opportunity, you know, just because most of those tournaments are so close to home for the most part. Um, I didn't want to have to go to, you know, Iowa or Michigan or whatever to uh, fish a club. And uh, so I was like 745, just kept hitting refresh every 30 seconds till the link came live. And uh, I guess I had plenty of time, so it wasn't a huge worry. But uh, what's cool about yeah, that is it. how it, it kind of speaks to how pop, you know, how it's growing. Right. I mean, something we talk about <laughs> in the pot all the time, you know, as far as kayak oh, fishing oh, yeah. goes. I mean, that's awesome. So I wonder why they I wonder why they won't open it up to more than 50. Because you see, uh, it, it seems like that would take care of a lot of issues you know what i mean monetarily and yeah otherwise. yeah it uh it all revolves around permits uh through the dnr for the fishing tournaments basically gotcha. um you know because kayak fisher or kayak tournaments are usually smaller lakes which means smaller parking lots yeah that's true. Uh, so that you know you're only allotted x amount of you know space so to speak um, so I know a lot of that had to do with permits through the DNR for gotcha. sure. Uh, gotcha. just, just from conversation that I've seen, um, on the kayak bass league page, um, because somebody else had brought up that question and, and that's what it mainly revolved around, so to speak, was the permits because before they had the two leagues within the one, so to speak, they had the, I think it was like the orange club and the yellow club or something um within the kayak bass league and there was 35 spots on each side so now that they've combined it they had to limit it uh to 50 spots just because of uh the bodies of water that they visit so to speak um so it was it was a restriction that way that's interesting very very interesting Yeah, it's it's something you you know you wouldn't think of I think unless you were involved with the right. you know, set it up directors for sure. yeah yeah so it, and I mean that wasn't something I initially thought of it was something that you know I thought might have been a reasoning behind that but uh, it it was confirmed by uh, Alan Wiedemeyer uh, who is one of the directors of the KBL that it had to do with permits and such uh, and the DNR restrictions. So for the for the KBL and for the KBF, I go in each one of those. I guess what are you thinking is probably your what are you most excited to fish in both? It's if you had to pick one lake in each. Uh, uh well, KBF, I'm probably most excited for Madison Chain. Uh, it'll either be Madison Chain or uh the Mississippi River event. Um. I've never fished the Mississippi River in that area. Um, it's uh, like right where Wisconsin River dumps into the Mississippi. I've always heard good things about it, and uh, I, I believe it was like one of the that Bassmaster Classic or whatever that, or it wasn't a classic, but it was a BASS event where Ish Monroe won it on the Frog. Yeah, it was right that it was right in that area. So um, that's middle of the summer, so I'm, like, looking forward to, you know, catching some giants on a frog, following up behind my man Ish on that one. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, it's either it, it's a it's a toss up between Madison Chain and uh, in that uh, Mississippi event. If I make it to the championship, uh, that's going to be on Table Rock, which is a bucket list lake for me. So you know, if that comes to fruition and I do well and I make it there, then I'm excited to fish that. On the KBL side, and they're kind of like spread all over. Um, let me pull up the lakes. I know uh, the Open. You know that's that's Newton Lake. I got a love hate relationship with that lake, just because uh, I know that lake produces huge fish. And uh, you know I fished it before, and um, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. But uh, other than that. Um, have to say you know wabisa is on there which is part of the madison chain so i mean that kind of ties in with the same one on kbf there's some bodies which one is lake st Clair? that's kbf that's kbf that's got to be a bucket list one dude (coughs) going for small ones for sure yeah it it definitely is um do you know where on lake st Clair the turn that you're launching from or roughly I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. No worries. Um, I'm not sure that they've released that. I just know it's going to be on St. Clair. But uh, I don't know, man. That one kind of scares me, just because I know that's a big body of water and that can get ugly out there. Sure. But sure. Uh, I. I mean, I, yeah. I, I used to work with a rap man who live lives in Michigan still, and he invited me out, uh, and my my flight got canceled. Believe it or not. Um, it was a midweek trip where we were literally going to go to Hartson's Island and just fish smallies. And I want to say within the first hour of that, him and his buddy being out there, he's texting me pictures. Um, I was flying out that morning. He was texting me pictures literally while I'm at the airport getting my bad news that my flight's canceled of them just slamming these smallies. And they're all footballs, every one of them. It was unbelievable. So that's definitely on the bucket list for me at some point as well. You mean Depends on where you go. Cancel flights? What's that? Airlines cancel. Airlines cancel flights. Not in that Chicago. Happens. Not in Chicago ever. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I've seen some video from out there, and just yeah, like you're saying, those smallies out there They're are ridiculous. Just, are just tanks. I want to say in the first hour they had eight, and I I want to say the smallest was probably three pounds. It was ridiculous. I know the key to that lake is just find, finding rock piles and structures, right, right. you know. And it, it was funny when um, the schedule came out, I started doing some research on some of those lakes. And I didn't realize, but St. Clair is like pretty much 20 to 30 feet deep all around. You know, it's not a deep lake, but it's big. It's huge. You know? Yeah. If you get some of those north winds coming out of canada it could could get sketchy real quick kind of like lake michigan you know well and i guess it's uh not only big on smallies but uh you know me i mean uh it's big on the musky bite too you know yeah really big on the musky bite so that's i'd love to take a trip out there at some point for sure and that's one thing when uh i saw a live stream uh it was on uh kayak bass nation and uh derek aiken who is on the bonafide team but uh, he took over as a director for the Central Division. Or he, he actually got pushed into it because uh, the guy that was trying to do it uh, stepped down. But that was one thing he mentioned uh, on that live stream that 
Sinclair, you got a chance at a, a trophy smallie, but not only that, a trophy muskie. Without a doubt. You know, as a as a bonus fish. So, yeah, that's definitely cool. I mean, I've always heard heard really good things about the muskie fishing up there as well. Man, that's a trek though, huh? For the paddle and fin camper. Um, so I got my table in front of me. St. Clair is 820 miles round yeah, trip for me. One. That's got to be a good one. So, yeah. well, uh, Table Rock's 1130 <laughs> is it, miles Is that the farthest trip. one, Table Rock? Uh, no, the, the farthest one is the KBF at Big Hill, which is the first one in Kansas, and that's 1300 miles. Oh, wow. I mean, I got... If I were to go, it'd be like $400 just in fuel for me, you know, so. That's a long trip, but, man. Uh, yep. Yeah, it, you know, I think I mentioned it before, like, when I totaled everything up, it'd be uh, just a fish that would be $845 for me, which, you know, first place is only paying out two k. Right. So. Right. And I think second place is 1000 and third place is like 750 bucks. Gotcha. So, so you'd have, you'd have you to know, finish I'd, top three to even almost break even. That's right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that being my first KBF tournament, I don't think I want to take that kind of risk, you know, uh, just in case I make a rookie mistake, which is bound to happen. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure it'd be fun. And that lake, when I looked at it, uh, all kinds of laydowns, trees sticking out of the water, like that's that's my – that's my love right there. That's the type of stuff I love fishing. Yep. And uh, it just stinks, you know. But uh, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, the fuel cost is what kills it, you know. But uh, is that, camping's only 120 bucks, So it's that fuel cost that just kills it for me. So let me ask you this. So in the next few months, as we get to the to the season, actually, um, you're going to be at a bunch of trade shows, right? And doing some uh, some work at different trade shows, etc. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be in the Rocktown booth, um, you know, doing some work for them uh, and promoting paddle and fin, and uh, you know, uh, I'll be at the Chicago fishing show. Uh, which is the end of this month, uh, January 24th through the 27th. And then uh, we'll be at the Rockford Boat Show. Uh, that is the beginning of February. It is uh, February 8th, 9th, and 10th. And then the Madison Fishing Show, uh, which is February 22nd through the 24th. So it'll be interesting. I know... Uh, some of the KBL guys are going to be at uh, the Schaumburg show, so it'll be nice to, uh, you know, meet up with some of them, get to talk to them. I know uh, our previous guest, uh, Dusty Yacker, is going to be in the uh, uh, in one of the booths uh, uh, representing Dems Jigs. So uh, he talked to the, about those on the podcast. So. It'll be cool to, you know, just meet up with some folks and uh, chat kayak fishing too. So, um, yeah. But That's I know awesome. you're on the you're on the search for a, a new pontoon boat. Oh man! So you'll be, yeah, you'll be jumping around some of these fishing shows and boat shows as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, the season's right around the corner, and um, yeah, we definitely have to get a 
a boat for the family and a boat for fishing. So we're settling on a pontoon, and yeah, I'm going to be at the uh, the McCormick, the boat show at McCormick in Chicago here. I think it's in two weeks. Um, yeah, and that's talk about expense, dude. Holy schmokins. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, that's you know. We talk about a $3,000 kayak. I, I wish I was buying three of those instead of a pontoon, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, you could probably get, what, 10, 10 kayaks? 10 or 15, at least. Sorry, sorry fam. We're going to be wakeboarding off the back of my... In time uh, together. Strap a pals. mercury on it. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I got I to yeah, start that search up. So that'll be interesting. But the cool thing is we'll... Obviously, for this year, we'll get some more content going, and I'll be able to add some some stuff to the YouTube as well. So it should be a good time. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I have always liked the fishing shows. You get to see some newer products. Uh, obviously, get some deals on some products, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I've never worked in the booth, so to speak, at the fishing shows. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's something I've always wanted to do, so that'll be fun, you know, being oh, sure. on the other side of it. Sure. And, uh, you know, just getting to talk to people and uh, talk to them about, you know, kayaks in general and, and whatnot. So it, it'll be cool for sure, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it'll be something different uh, for me and, uh, you know, kind of get my feet wet, uh, you know, as far as next summer working down at the paddle shop. So another breaking news, you've also got a, a new pod you started, right? What's that called? Yeah, so um, Sly Dog Fishing. Um, yes, yeah, just started a little pod just to, I don't know, man. It's uh, it, Basically, I want to talk multi-species over there, uh, multi-species fishing, and uh, just some, um, some of the, I, I don't, like calling it the controversial subjects but uh some of the some of the things that are going on in the fishing world uh like today i just uh you know this friday i had a a pod release uh you know just talking about good question or bad question and uh you know how on social media nowadays you know we get a lot of new anglers asking questions and you know a lot of the more experienced guys that are i call them the bad seeds you know give give uh you know these guys a lot of flack and uh or or bs answers or post like a stupid gif as a response and uh you know instead of you know being like that you know does that really help the sport when you're acting like that you know so i just uh you know want to stick up for the little guys so to speak so uh yeah it's it's different man and i think i said on the first episode it it was weird like flying solo and uh not having you there (laughs) you there uh you know backing me up when i'm like okay what do i talk about next it's awesome talk say something but uh yeah it's different man and uh obviously you know I'll definitely be looking to you to get on a couple of those and 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 talk. Uh, I know next week I'm recording one uh, with uh, Jay because he's he's uh, he's on a mission to uh, fly fish for pike this year. He's so we're gonna fly talk. tying and all that. So that's yeah, that's awesome. I, I got him hooked. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna record a pod next week. Um, 
about his kind of struggles and what he's learned so far as far as uh, fly fishing for pike and uh, kind of what his thought process is as a beginner and uh, see if I can answer some questions for him because, you know, obviously I got a lot more fly fishing experience under my belt compared to him. So, um, yeah, it's cool. I just want to talk some different stuff, you know. Um, you know, I didn't want... Uh, you know, I think I said something on that, uh, the fish cave video, like, you know, don't worry, paddle and fin is going nowhere. That ain't going to happen, <laughs> you know? So it's, uh, you know, it's just something, something I wanted to do on the side. Obviously, you know, we started the podcast and, uh, you know, we both enjoy doing this, you know, and, uh, I just wanted to do more like, you know, uh, we talked about like my main goal for 2019 is just producing a ton of content so um yeah i figured i'd kind of give it a shot see how it goes um you know it's it's, (laughs) trust me it's it i'm like as i'm doing it and like today um you know i had an issue with my audio where it was only playing out of one channel so i i fixed that so i apologize to anybody that's uh listened thus far and you're like why is it only playing in my left ear but um you know, uh, it, it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, I got 10 listens. Sweet. You know, like, I, re- <laughs> I, re- awesome. I, re- I, re- I remember those days yep. you know, when we yep. were like, you know, first started and we're like watching the numbers and we're like, I remember when we hit a hundred and that was like a huge milestone, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's different. Um, it's just another way for me to produce content and, uh, talk about maybe some of the other fishing uh that i'm going to be doing because i'm also going to be fishing uh some walleye tournaments this year as well with my good friend scott purrs um so that'll be cool you know i love love walleye fishing and uh stuff like that i want to do a segment on catching crappie and and bluegill pan fish in general um you know just stuff that uh you know obviously bass fishing is like the big thing uh or the most popular but uh i want to get into doing some other stuff so um it's just a little side project nothing big but uh yeah i'd appreciate it if you guys went and checked it out um already subscribed my friend already subscribed love it love (laughs) it yeah it's a it's on all the same platforms as his paddle and fin you know i run it all through anchor um and that you know post to all the other platforms as well so um yeah, it's just cool. It's it's something different, you know. Change it's it up. Not, a it's bit. another channel, man. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, awesome. it's just more content yep. is the way I look at it, you yep. know. And uh, just just kind of building up uh, my personal brand for the fishing, and uh, you know, trying to trying to make myself known, I guess, in the industry, you know, as far as going after sponsors and stuff like that. Yep. You yep. know, but uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's cool, man. Like I said, you know, I'm paddling fins going nowhere but here. <laughs> you know, I, I love paddling fin and love our audience, man. And I know you feel the same way, too. So Speaking of I audience, wanna... speaking of audience, man, uh, Jacob, I don't think I said super all episode. Just saying. I, I kept a tally, man. We're taking audience. For sure. We're... <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, man, Jacob, he was like, what? What what did he say your your tagline was? My mine is super. super. I don't I don't know if I yeah. ever say super. Do I say super all the time? 
I don't know. Man. Maybe super interesting. I, I, I don't know. He said mine is for sure. And yeah, yours I, is for sure. I, mine I know, was super. Yeah, I know. I say for sure a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for sure is better than um. You know um, what though? You know what though? It's us taking the audience feedback and putting it back. You know, taking it seriously. Yeah. So thank yeah. you, thank you, Jacob, yeah. for those words of wisdom. Thank you, sir. Yeah. So speaking of which, um, I guess we should kind of put this out here about maybe doing the next episode, eh? Oh, for sure. Getting, getting a couple listeners. So uh, Scott and I were talking, and we want to do like a round table with a few listeners um, and, uh, you know, talk about 2019 fishing goals and stuff like that. Yep. So if you're a listener and you're interested, uh, shoot us a message. Um, this means you, Jacob, and Mr. Todd Phillips. Man, where's he been? I haven't seen him much lately. I know I he know. commented on the fish cave. He commented on the fish cave, and he's like, when are you coming to clean my garage? I told him I was on my way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we would love to, you know, sit down and talk, um, you know, sometime this uh, coming week or something and uh, have a few listeners on. Um so if you guys are interested, um, we'd love to have you on, sit down and talk with you. We loved it, you know, talking to Jacob, uh, you know, talking to uh, Eric from uh, Hammered Lures. You know, he's another one. I think he should be in the round table because he's got something cool going on, and he's got some fishing goals for 2019 for sure. So, uh, Well, and even outside go, of the round table, sure. I mean, um, you know, all of our – all the listeners, I mean – they're they're fishermen and fisherwomen too, right? They got their experiences, etc. So if any you know, if anyone wants to be on the show or you guys just want to talk fishing or you think you got something interesting to share, I mean, share it with us and we'll you know we'll put you on the pod. No worries. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. This is a podcast uh, for the listeners and by the listeners. You know, we listen to our podcast all the time. So I don't know if it's because I like to hear myself talk or what, but uh, and I never listen know. to it. Yeah. <laughs> I always come, Brian. How how'd the last pod sound? <laughs> well, you you know me. We always get done recording, and then I go back and listen to it again, and I'm like, uh, you're, you're our official okay. listener. Yeah, we were good. Yeah, we, yeah, it was good. Scott was said good. super 15 times. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, man. Uh, I I think it'd be super cool to do the roundtable. So if we can get love a couple it. guys lined up, we would love to do that for next episode and just talk 2019 fishing and fishing goals. So. Uh, please reach out. If not, we're going to reach out to you, Mr. Todd Phillips. <laughs> and I, I want to talk to that guy. You know, I'm kind of bummed. Like, you know, I was supposed to go to the Kentucky fishing show, but Elysian's been so slammed. You know, they didn't think they'd have enough stock for the show. So, you know, I was kind of hoping to run into Todd down there. But, uh, yeah, that's all right. I'll get down that way eventually. But, um, well, you know what we hit, man, don't you? We hit the end of another episode, brother. Oh, boy. Hour already? Yeah. Dang. Yes, sir. Man. Goes Time fast. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely a good one, man. Uh, I dig it. We've we've been guest heavy lately, so it's it's nice to just sit down and chat, me and you, yep. you know? You got it. You but, got it. Uh, well, uh, any announcements, anything else on your end, or...? Uh, no, I think, uh, just obviously paddleandfin.com, uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, 
Um, you can follow my personal stuff at uh, Sly Dog Fishing on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, definitely check out the YouTube channel, guys. Um, subscribe if you could. Uh, that'd be definitely appreciated. Um, as always, if you got a question or a comment and you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so through the Anchor app. Uh, you don't have to sign up. You can just go to the Pat and Finn channel, and right on there, there's a little button. You can record a message, send it to us. We could play it back on a future pod. If you don't want to leave a voicemail, send us an email. Uh, paddle the letter N in Finn at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Would appreciate it if you guys checked out the Sly Dog Fishing podcast as well. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You know, uh, check out our boys at Rocktown Adventures. And I want to send a shout out to uh, uh, I was at the shop Thursday and uh, Travis had told me that a gentleman that listens to the pod just bought a bonafide from him. So uh, shout out to you, whoever got the new bonafide. Hope I swayed your opinion because I'm going to tell Bonafide that and maybe they'll pay me for, for their kayak sales. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, love to see you guys at the fishing shows. Hope everybody's doing well and had a happy new year. And, uh, yeah, 2019 is going to be a fun one. Sounds good, man. Good so, chatting. Yeah, definitely. Till next, next time, guys, tight lines and smooth paddling. succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.